was our intro? I don't think we had one. <laughs> Last week we just did ASMR sounds. <laughs> That's right. I was like. <laughs> wow, that sounded like a Pepsi commercial. <laughs> Welcome to Roomy Babble, where we babble and, and you, you listen. Roomy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you Roomy. <laughs> Boy, do I have a story for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good opener. Ah, it's really personal. <laughs> okay, so for everybody listening, I have a eight-month-old golden retriever puppy. And a couple days ago, I was opening up a pomegranate, and I must have dropped some on the floor, and she got like a few pomegranate seeds, which is fine for dogs. It's just some of them have weird reactions with their stomach and my dog has a super sensitive stomach anyway so she's been having accidents in the middle of the night last night i woke up to a giant poop at 2 a.m on my floor and i was like okay cool you didn't even try it was a solid poop it wasn't diarrhea nothing it was Mm -hmm. a solid poop and i was like cool okay you're going into your crate tonight so (laughs) i clean it up i let her out I bring her back in. She goes into her crate. Four o'clock, I wake up to the smell of poop in my room again. Oh, no. She has now pooped on her bed in her crate, and she's laying next to it, but also kind of in it. And so I'm like, fantastic. So I get her out. I take the bed out. I take her outside. I put the, I clean up the poop. I take it downstairs. And I was like, you're still going back in your crate. Like, I'm not doing this. And I put her back in the crate. Six o'clock, I wake up. She try, She's trying to get out. And I'm like, okay. So I get up, take her out. She at least woke me up this time, so I can't be mad about it. But then she, like, sits outside for, like, ten minutes aggressively pooping. <laughs> I, too, aggressively poop outside. <laughs> but she was, like, it was just light enough that I could, like, see her, and her tail was shaking the entire time, and she was maintaining eye contact. Um, and I was like, okay, I get your stomach's upset. Like, I can't be super mad. Um, so then I was like, I will bathe you tomorrow. Like, it's fine. I'm just not dealing with it tonight. Go back into your crate. I still have two hours before I have to get up for work. Um get up for work and I'm like I'm not doing this today I didn't get any sleep I want to I'm I have six hours sick pay left I'm gonna I'm gonna take off and then I was like okay I still have to shower her so I was like I'll shower with her Mm. and just two birds one stone kind of shit and everything was fine until she licked my ass (laughs) (laughs) It was, was it, all fine. Was it just the cheek? It was just the cheek. And I literally swung around and I was like, no. Okay, left uh, or right cheek? I feel like it, it matters. It was, <laughs> it was the right one. Not the wrong one. No. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was an adventure. I hated every second of it. Yeah. Um, so needless to say, don't shower with your dog. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. I've showered with Simba before. 
Okay. He used to when we lived. Did he lick your ass? No. <laughs> oh. Um, when we lived in Niagara Falls, he would come in the bathroom with me, and I would shower. And we just had like a little like stand up stall shower. It wasn't. Okay. We had like a separate clawfoot tub. It's the only thing I miss about that house. Um, but so he would like come into the shower with me and like just kind of sit there and like play with the water. I was like I. It was cute at first, but then I was like, you know, if you're going to be doing this every day, like, I'm going to start bathing you. So the first time I actually tried to shampoo him, he was like, nope, never again. Now he, he knows to just wait until we're all out of the bathroom, and then he's like, I'm going to go play with the water. Right. Like, he literally, yesterday when I got out of the shower, was just sitting in my doorway, staring at the bathroom door, like, at that perfect angle, like, patiently waiting <laughs> and i opened the door walked by him and he was like time to go <laughs> just got up and just walked into the bathroom he always walks by me when i get out of the shower as if i was bothering him <laughs> right well sometimes i'll go in to use the bathroom and i don't know that he's in the tub and I'm in there doing my thing, and then he just jumps out and scares the crap out of me, so it's probably a good thing I'm on the toilet. But, like, wow. the day that he jumped out of the window, <laughs> y'all almost came into the bathroom while I was using it. Oh, so we thought, we were, we, we thought you were dying. I, well, I was talking to you, explicitly saying that I was fine. See, what we heard was, help, I'm dying, come into the bathroom. That's exactly what we heard. Uh, well, then someone else was speaking, because I was saying, do not come in, I am fine. I heard, I'm not fine, I need help. <laughs> I'm not fine, I need help. <laughs> that was the same night that I got thrown seven feet and landed in Glenn's room. That is true. Landed on my good shoulder. Mm. Which might now be my bad shoulder. <laughs> Does it hurt? A little bit. It's still a little sore, but I think it's just the muscles are a little spasmed. <laughs> like how you looked when you hit the ground. <laughs> a little spasmed. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what to do. I literally, that's about seven to eight feet. Yeah, you flew into my bedroom. Are you okay? You good? Yeah, just my elbow decided to freak out. That's fine. <laughs> Twenty six hit hard. Yeah, it, it'll do that right <laughs> until you're thirty. I was shut up. <laughs> I was talking to a client today. She, I think she was my second one of the day. I don't remember at this point. Today went by. It was weird, but I don't know. She was born in like the forties, so she old. And she was like, I was I'm, like, that's rude. And then I was like, oh, 1940. Got yeah. it. <laughs> my first I was like, did she? shatter when you <laughs> touched her? Nope. She was talking about how she's a little tight because she spent all day gardening. Oh, we both made the same face. <laughs> she was like, my back's a little tight. I spent all day the other day gardening. Good for like, her. Good awesome. for you. I was like, we planted a garden and are putting it off until the absolute last second to rip everything out again. Because she was like, it's time to rip everything out. I was like, we still got a few things growing, so we're just waiting until the last possible moment. You really should take those carrots out, though. Ugh, I forgot we had carrots. Hmm. Here's the thing with the onions, though. Like, so our... (laughs) Welcome to Garden Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Our onions stopped growing because they weren't getting enough water. 
And so the tall parts of them, like the stems, all died and the onions stopped growing. And now that we're getting all this rain, the onions are super happy and they're growing again. But now I'm scared that our onions are growing onions. (laughs) (laughs) That's impressive. I haven't been out there and I haven't looked, but this is a thought that I get a lot. And I'm scared all of our onions are pregnant with more onions. (laughs) Oh, no. It's just going to be a plethora of onions. We're going to have so many onions, we're not going to know what to do with them. It's It's not even a word anymore. Onion. 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 I can't stop. (laughs) We should probably do something with the tomatoes. Okay, there's a big one. I was going to pick it for your salad, but it looked a little white. Okay. It was like a a white orange, so I was like, I don't know. I whistled. I don't know if it's ripe enough or if it's too ripe. It's probably underripe. That's why I didn't want to pick it, because I was like, it's a hefty... Big on- onion. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big onion. It's a big onion. It's, it's a tomato. tomato. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I'll be right back. Oh, All right. She's walking away. We'll take a break. And we'll be right back. I have to figure after out. After the, these messages. We are not currently sponsored, but if you were uh, looking to sponsor uh, us, please This would be a perfect free. time for it. Here, I we're know. sponsored by... We're not, though. We're not. Josh's Jacks. Yes, Josh's Jack's Red and Blue Frosted Roll Cereal from Josh Allen. Buffalo Bills number 17! Boy, does that man have an arm on him or what? He really does, though. It's Those throws really are really impressive. Josh, Josh's Jack's. Josh's Jack's. <laughs> Purchase them. <laughs> Purchase them, please. Josh. Actually, you can't. They oh, were, you can They can't. were literally a one-day sale. No, they're not. They're everywhere. Yeah. I was going to say, I just saw them the last time I went Okay, there. well, then that's false advertising, and I'm pissed with the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Maybe it was a one-day sale of, like, I was like, I just they were it. on sale that day. False. They literally, I will pull up the uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was resetting. It's fine. <laughs> He's just rebooting. It said Josh's Jacks. It was literally a one-day sale. That's why I bought two, and I ate one, and I saved one. I saw them the other day. I didn't like that. They gave you three elbow creases. <laughs> You had three elbows for a second. Why do you have a bruise of a... A bruise of an alien? No, it looks like a bruise golf of ball. Abraham Lincoln. I cupped my oh, she got cupped. this morning. I'm really sore. I'm getting a massage Wednesday. I can't wait. It still hurts. I don't know what's going on. For I those of I'm you dying. who can't see what's happening... She's struggling. <laughs> Blender is dying. <laughs> And she has three elbows. <laughs> Anybody just listening was like, they have a blender that speaks. <laughs> and it's in pain. <laughs> I like how you cupped your boobie. <laughs> I don't no. know if you went for your elbow, but your boob got in the way, so you just held it. She cupped She's her laughing arm. and nodding. No, she cupped her boob. It was full boob cup. And then she just sat there for a second. <laughs> It's moments like this that I'm like, we should have a show with this. This is what I'm thinking. The more episodes we start doing, I think either we should do like a Facebook live while we're doing it. We should do maybe a YouTube live or um, what's that thing? I'm on TikTok live or like an Instagram live and we can just like be like on Monday we're going to be recording our podcast if you just want to like take part in the conversation please feel free to join our live ask questions make comments i think that'd be fun i think we could even all go live yeah you know what i mean reach more people one two 
different angles. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about stitch that. Stitch it together. Because I was thinking about that tonight, and I was like, that would have been cool, but my phone's almost dead. Best, so. Yeah, and the best bet then would be Facebook Live because it saves it after the fact. And so yeah. does Instagram. I didn't know that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Fun Deal. Fact. Next Monday. Cool. Next Monday. That means I have to get ready now. I know. That's that was my thing. I was like, I'm literally, literally in the grossest sweatpants. Sweatpants. I can't talk. I was like, I should just do it now. <laughs> oh no, I'm not ready. For those of you who can't see me, today I am rocking a white sweatshirt that is covered in wildlife. You it are. Has I love it. Bears and elk and foxes and mallard ducks on it and. And, and more bears. <laughs> I think I covered all the that animals. It's an oh, elk. No. Okay. Sorry, I only saw the bottom okay. part of it. I actually, Morgan picked this out for me. I think it was Morgan. What does it mean? Morgan listening be like, I didn't pick it out. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, did you pick this out for me? I feel like we were in Forever 21 and... She saw it and was. I was like, oh, I like it. She goes, buy it, and I was like, all right, because <laughs> I needed like a little winter sweater. Do you sure. like to chew your orange juice? Because <laughs> buy it. <laughs> Sponsored by Orange Juice. <laughs> it wasn't as wet. Shut up. No, it wasn't. That was dry. <coughs> your high five was dry. My hands are starting to look weird. You can see it glistening. My hands are starting to look more like hands, <laughs> as opposed to. Sausages and patties. <laughs> as you all know, I turned 30 yesterday. And as you are well aware, I went to the Finger Lakes. <laughs> where we decided that we wanted to go up the ski lift to go look at the leaves and everything and look at the surrounding mountains. And um, on the way down, one, Kate almost fell off the the, the chairlift almost knocked Kate over when she was trying to get on it, and we all thought she was going to die. Um, two, Frankie decided that he wanted to try to keep up with the chairlift as it was going down the hill while he was walking. And this is like a, it's a big hill. Okay. It's not like a little bunny hill. This is like probably like a, what was it, like a black diamond hill. Okay. Um, for did he go skiing. up there? Or did no, we go were down? going down. Okay. We were going down. Okay. But we were probably two thirds of the way down when Frankie decided that his legs were tired and he no longer wanted to walk. So then he just started rolling down the hill. Oh, yes. God, I relate to that. Well, first of all, I've never seen anything funnier than Frankie flailing as he's trying to run down the hill and not fall. <laughs> he looked like one of those inflatable balloon guys. Yes. Um, and it was brilliant. And then once we got to the bottom of the hill, we were, I don't know, literally right next door to where we were staying at the townhouse. Um, but then we got inside and Frankie goes, I'm going to go lie down. I feel sick. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. I felt so bad because he had given himself like a headache and motion sickness from rolling, from rolling, down, from the rolling hill. down the hill because it was so steep. And he did it for so long. Oh, no. But I definitely recorded it and put it on my Instagram with, um, I put a spell on you. That's funny. I'm going to have to check <laughs> that out. And now you're gone, gone, gone. I think I have it on my phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to show it to you. Um, but that was one of the highlights of my week. Well, weekend. Did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? I did. I had a lot of fun. I am still... 
I'm still trying to process everything that happened. Um, Because everyone who's listening who doesn't know me, I give far more than I ask for anything in return. Correct. And I don't accept gifts very well because it makes me uncomfortable receiving love and affection from people. Unless it's a baby Yoda Chia pet. Oh my god, unless it's a baby Yoda Chia pet. It was so cute and I'm so excited and I hope it grows soon. Um, (laughs) Lendra got me a baby Yoda Chia pet for those of you who are wondering. (laughs) That she was like, rip out of my hand. I was like, it's mine. (laughs) Um, But a group of friends that I that I went to high school with um, so there's like a they rented this house out for my birthday because there's a little bit of like a darkness attached to my birthday that I won't really get into right now. Um, but my birthday is a very heavy day for me and I don't enjoy it, but they decided that they wanted me to have a weekend because I I don't celebrate my birthday really. And they wanted me to (laughs) because I was turning 30 and they rented out this beautiful little townhouse in the Finger Lakes of New York. And, um, you know, they had a whole separate group group chat that I wasn't a part of. Everything was planned. I did not pay for a single thing while I was down there, except for that one time that I conned Chris into letting me buy my own Danish Aww. at the bakery because it was a $5 minimum and he whipped his credit card at the woman behind the register and was like, use it! And she was like, it's a $5 minimum and like slid it back to him and he goes, sorry! <laughs> and I was like, ha <laughs> I can pay for my own things! Um, but like, I, I didn't pay for a single thing while I was down there, which made me extremely uncomfortable. But I had a lot of fun. Like, we played... Um, if you guys, you guys know what Watch Your Mouth is, right? Yep. That game where you put the thing in your mouth and you try to... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we played that, but it was the taboo version, and we were playing it totally wrong, and then we tried to play it the real way, and it got too hard. The real way's never fun. No, it's not. It's it was, For a while, we were trying to sing songs with the <laughs> things in our mouth, and it was mostly just us laughing a lot and drooling. So we played <laughs> <All right. laughs> because it was so hard, and then you're laughing, and you can't close your mouth, and it gets gross. We are in a pin. Debbie. <laughs> yeah, but we've all Drool been... Drool We've all been tested. No, I <laughs> We're all safe. But they got me a cake, and it was just this really awesome experience. Something that, like... I mean, like, aside from last year, it's not something that I've really experienced in my life, or at least... Well, I guess now I gotta get into it, because I can't, I, there's no way around it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom passed away on my 26th birthday which was very unexpected and it happened very quickly but also not because <laughs> it was a waiting game she had uh, a severe stroke on October 13th and she wasn't supposed to make it through the night and she held on for five days until my birthday and then she left <laughs> she just got up and walked away <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> hashtag bad coping skills I'm still dealing with it um but last year these two wonderful people Blender and Glenn uh took me to go see Jurassic World live for my birthday and I felt like a small child and it was incredible. Um, Also, I felt very uncomfortable because I'm not used to having things like that or people do things like that for me because when my mom started to get super sick when her Parkinson's kind of took over, um, my birthday, holidays, everything kind of got put on a back burner. Because my mom, my mom was the heart and soul of our family. Like, holidays, everything like that, birthdays, she would always go all out, and you felt like the center of the universe, which, again, I hated. 
Um, <laughs> wonder why I joined theater. Um, well, because it's a character, but that's a whole other conversation. Fair. Because I get that. Um, but so coming back into a world where people genuinely care about me when I have been numb and avoiding the fact that people care about me for so long. Not just, like, avoiding that people care about me, just not having enough emotion to process it um, was kind of very overwhelming for the weekend to be surrounded by that much love and realize. Because when you think about it, like, people in your lives as an adult, it's a choice to love somebody. Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. There's no connection, no ties. There is nothing about you connected to them that says they have to love you. Mm -hmm. And yet they choose to. And I think that for me is like that tipping point of like why. Because for me, I don't think I've ever done anything in my life that has made me like worthy of having such incredible people surrounding me all the time which is I'm always blown away by the fact that I have friends like you guys because for me I'm like I don't feel like I deserve that like I lived alone for so long that I'm just so comfortable in my solitude that Mm. when I'm around people who care it blows my mind let's dive deeper (laughs) let's not (laughs) I feel like I've given enough to this podcast today (laughs) well I mean we can go off of that though like we talked the other day about like being in our late 20s mm-hmm. and not trying to compare ourselves and our journeys with people we went to high school with or like we went to college with and where they're at and trying to figure out where we fall on this line like are they doing better are we doing better but we're doing better than them but like that's a terrible way to look at it and like we're putting ourselves on this line that mm-hmm. doesn't exist yep. it's I mean, and I get that's essentially like the rat race mm-hmm. that society has told us that we need to live in, which just made me think about that live I was watching with Callan, who was basically, we were talking about um, just kind of like sexism and how women's clothes are sized and everything like that. And they don't have pockets. That We brought that up, how women's clothing doesn't have pockets, and everyone should kind of be able to wear the clothes they want to wear that makes them mm-hmm. happy and comfortable, mm-hmm. or I feel like people should be able to just kind of do what they want to do, but we're constantly told we need to compare ourselves to the people around yeah. us. Mm-hmm. And It's I, a form of control. It is, it's, but it's so messed mm-hmm. up. We're in the most abusive relationship of our lives. Wow. Ooh. I didn't like that. But I, it's the truth. It's true. I'm uncomfortable. And it's <laughs> honestly with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, we're putting ourselves in those right. boxes that society has built, mm-hmm. and we step into them willingly unintentionally willing. I was going to say because we don't know any different exactly. until yeah. now and now we're at the point where like we don't know how to get out of it though. But then when you try to the people also in that box with you are like you're weird. Yep. You're strange. Yep. Why are you doing that? Why are you trying to fit outside of this box? Mm-hmm. And it's just like I'm trying to be who I am. Yeah well, and I think again it's that's like any person trying to get like into the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like why are you doing that? You're never going to make it. Ugh. Same same that. client that I was talking to earlier. I was explaining. Um, she was like, "How did you get into this?" Or maybe it was a different one. But she was like, "How did you get into massage?" And I was like, "Well, that's a fun story." And I went through the whole situation of I was going to school for theater, and that's how I met these two lovely people. 
I said, and, you know, I kept taking dance classes instead of the English class that I needed to take, and I met a boy, and things changed, and I said, so I, like, gave up my dreams for a boy, but said it was because I didn't want to go in the most competitive field of theater, and I would be content just doing community theater and everything, and I was like, now here we are in the middle of a pandemic where Broadway keeps getting the reopening of Broadway keeps getting pushed back and I'm like ah, there's no chance in hell like just having you know a quarter life crisis um, and just majorly majorly regretting not giving everything a shot because of a guy and uh and she was like, well, you know, there's community theater. Buffalo has really wonderful community theater. And I was like, I get it. They do. but We like... do. And, like, that's what I tried to convince myself that would make me happy enough on the side of doing, like, massage. Like, do massage and then do community theater on the side. And I was like, but it's not the same. And no. she was just like, I don't get it. And I was like, of course you don't. Well, again, it's it's a world that's extraordinarily hard for anyone outside of it mm -hmm. to truly understand, especially when it comes to, like, the competitiveness and mm -hmm. when no needs to become your favorite word. And I'll um, never forget, I think it was acting one, one of the first classes, Roger literally said, you are not, what did he say? He said something along the lines of, like, you're, not, you're in this to audition mm -hmm. until you get the role. Yeah. You are an auditioner until you... Land a job, yeah. and then you're an actor. You have to love auditioning because before that, I hated auditioning. And when he was like, "You need to love auditioning, or this is going to be hell for you," and then I was like, "Okay, I love auditioning. Yeah, I love it so much." <laughs> and then I really found like a passion for auditioning, and that <clears throat> excuse me, that thrill of standing in front of a bunch of strangers and kind of giving it your all, but mm -hmm. also not losing yourself in it was a was an art form in and of itself. Mm -hmm. um, that one time I called you when I was literally in Buffalo at a Wegmans parking lot and was like, I have to walk down a really sketchy street to go to an audition. I don't know what's happening. There's everybody around. And then I went in. Do you remember that? I do, vaguely, I, but I remember it. And then I went in. I did an audition, um, didn't land it, and it was just the audition that I was there for. Like, I, yeah, I, I would have loved to book the role, but it was, again, the audition is what I'm there for. Mm -hmm. And it's that constant mindset of trying to change your viewpoint of theater itself to get to where you want to get to. Right. What do they say? You want to book the room, not like you want to try and book the room, not the job. Because like, if you're auditioning for a role, you might not be doing anything that they want. So just audition for the people in the room, read the room, do what you got to do, make yourself likable. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, so, and I was going to say, and so many times when you walk into an audition room, you don't, if you get cast, or even if you get a callback, you're not getting called for that part that you had your no. heart set on. Like, right. um, for The L Word, Leisha Haley talks about how when she went into the audition, she read for the part of Shane, which, and then she ended up playing Alice, who is the total opposite of Shane. I don't remember who, if she said who she wanted to play, but um, they're like polar opposite characters. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it, it is. It's such a weird world to find yourself in and also to have to change your mindset about because it's I mean again one community mm -hmm. 
but in the grand scheme of things we are always comparing ourselves to everybody else Mm -hmm. and because that's what we're told we should be doing and part of it is you like when you're portraying something you go and you people watch just to learn more about people so that when oh i have to you know act as this kind of person so you go and you watch those kind of people and so it's really hard to not put yourself in that person's shoes or like drew said compare yourself to them so that you can create the role later or whatever and then it just gets really hard to separate and watching people for a role or just for like experience and now i can't stop judging myself that leads to my next question are you guys confident enough in who you are how you look and your own mannerisms to be able to go out and put yourself out there in a way that's going to show all of that because i'm I was gonna say no. I think I honestly, I think I've reached a point in my life where I'm able to have the mindset I had when I first walked into the theater program. Where when I walked, when I went started that theater program, I said, "I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to get better at something that I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. If I make friends along the way, great. But my main goal is to get the part. Yeah. To get into the audition, to get the part, to be on the stage, to be involved, to better my craft and now I think the point I'm at in my life now I'm more comfortable with who I am because excuse me I've learned more about myself I'm learning my faults I'm learning the positive sides of my personality um I'm, I'm learning about all the I don't like to say broken pieces because I don't like to think of myself as broken I do. I am shattered. <laughs> there are parts of me that are no longer whole, but where did they go? I'm sorry. They have away <laughs> into into the unknown. That was way too loud. <laughs> I had to stop them before somebody started singing into the unknown. <laughs> Because we can't pay for copyright. (laughs) No, we cannot. (laughs) But uh, I think it would probably take me a couple of auditions to find that comfort zone where I'm like, oh, I didn't give it all in this audition. Let me go on to the next one because now I know where I've stopped myself and now I can push beyond that point. Yeah. But I think I am. I think I'm more comfortable in myself than I have been ever in my life. Which is really weird considering there's still such like a huge lo- level of discomfort. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm far more comfortable with who I am now in comparison to who I was a year ago. See, I feel like it's just getting worse for me. I, I concur. <laughs> I feel like the older I get, the more I'm like, okay, I'm 27. I don't look any way the, the way that I want to. I'm working on it, but even if I did work on it and I got to where I think I should be, I honestly don't feel like that's going to do anything. I feel like if I'm not happy now, I'm not going to be happy then. Mm -hmm. And it's more of a mindset for me than it is a physicality, and I can't get out of it. I've Mm -hmm. tried so many, like, you guys know how I like to dive deeper into things, and I'm praying every night being like show me what I'm missing what am I missing that's making me feel this way 
and it's just not coming up and I don't know if it's because it's not time yet if I still have things I have to learn and I have to be in this mindset to learn it which is kind of a cop-out I guess but like again it's not because there are certain things I've learned in the past year and a half that like if I wasn't where I'm at right now I wouldn't have learned it so I take that as a win but it's so tough looking (laughs) it's so tough looking in the mirror knowing the industry that I want to get into and seeing I don't fit anything I, I don't fit anything and that's why, like, Drew, we're working on writing our own thing because 10 out of 10 things that I see posted, I don't fit. I don't have any jobs unless we write them. Oh, 100%. And I think, again, that's why we sat down and said, let's do this. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so hard to find the roles that I see posted, the auditions that I would like to be able to book are for white women. Mm-hmm. I'm not white. <laughs> I am Native American, Hispanic, who is short, and I'm a little stocky. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a great smile and a great personality. Do. Um, but I, all of these things are asking for athletic white women who are about five eight. Mm-hmm. I was just That's the impossible that thing. I was just going to bring that up. And I, but I've also there are so many stories that, and I think that, again, this is kind of like where I hold on to my hope, is there are so many stories out there where people have walked into an audition, not looking anything, like not that. looking anything like that, and then the people who are in the casting are like, "You've given me something I haven't seen all day, and now I'm seeing this character differently." But to be able to do that, to be able to walk into an audition room not being what they've asked is nearly impossible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I would, I, would, I would love to be that person who just walks in and they go, next, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just turn around, just walk in, smile, say thanks, and turn around and leave. <laughs> they're like, we found it. <laughs> and they're like, wow, that was amazing. <laughs> she was so good. <laughs> but no, like, I get it. And like, it's like you said, it's... Unless you write the part, it doesn't exist. Which sucks because trying to work a full-time job, write, literally write a show, try to stay creative during a pandemic and not feel like the world is falling apart around you. Especially when you're not making money. It's just, I think it's a tough time in general and then all of our dreams not being able to happen because of the time just adds to it and I, think, I think it's it gives us way too much time to sit around and be like oh everything i ever wanted will never come right true. right well especially because we're all such like pessimistic people where we're like we're never getting out of this pandemic the end of the world is gonna happen before we get out of it well, so like th- that was wear a mask right but like i mean we sit there and wear your masks we it's not I that mean, hard guys wear even more than that i mean when we sit there and we say this is the end times like you know it is the world is ending i give it 10 years <laughs> and so it's like yeah are we gonna you know get out of this and i mean it's the past like two weeks for me have just been really hard let's dive deeper no no the world doesn't need to hear that we can talk about it later Uh, no but i think i think 
We will. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I stop myself. Um, do it. Do it. I talked about my dead mother. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that was your choice. I had wow. to. Uh, otherwise, the story would have made sense. Um, what I was what oh I was actually god. gonna say is <laughs> clearly I'm handling things very well. Um, I was gonna say, but I think like that's probably where the three of us you two think more alike than I do. And we've talked a little bit about yeah. this, where I like to, because of things I've been through, I don't focus on the future anymore. Mm-hmm. I focus on the here it's and really now. It's hard for me to not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like to focus on what I can do right now, what's happening in the world around me now, mm-hmm. and not, if I don't get this right now, what's going to happen five years from now? I'd like to say, oh, let's just get through today and hopefully there's tomorrow and then once we're in tomorrow we'll worry about what we can get done then because if I worry too much about the future it's gonna affect everything I do today yeah whether that's positive or negative and if I think about the future I'm like yeah I would love to be in a show like I don't know, law and order. But in order to do that, I need to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm like, ooh, if I need to be fit, let me focus on what I can do today. Mm-hmm. And I can go to the gym and I can get in a workout. I can start eating healthier today. I can make that a better today for a better tomorrow. But two things off of that. Doesn't it suck that we live and want to work in an industry that's so focused on our external appearance rather than the talent behind the face and what can be done within a unique personality oh absolutely well and i think that is one of the biggest issues i'm so sorry for all of my friends who are in the buffalo film industry but um that is the biggest issue i have with the film industry here in buffalo is everybody hires their friends where i constantly cannot get my head out of the mindset of if you were a good casting director or you were a good director and weren't just hiring your friends you would be scouting out local colleges Mm -hmm. for actors who are giving you what you want to see you would be scouting out more local theaters you would be looking at people you don't know because they're going to give you something different than you've had in your last seven movies. Mm-hmm. Because then you're not you're not casting. But that happens a in Hollywood. Show. Look it, at American it, Horror Story. It does happen in Hollywood. But what I'm saying is that's the issue. Right. It's not just here in Buffalo. Right. I mean, but getting a start here in Buffalo is what makes it so hard mm-hmm. is because unless you know somebody you're not going to get cast anything because they don't care. No, and it's tough because you don't want to like reach out to people that you know that are in the film industry and be like, "Is there a job? Like can can you hook me up?" Like cuz then you feel like petty, but it's also like that's the only way you can get into it at this it's, point. The whole networking thing is so paramount at this point that I mean, it's it's so hard, but I think I think with the way the world is right now, I think things are going to have to change. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna have to start looking at new talents and things like that. Look, come on, look at the the group of people who are in Hollywood right now. They're getting old. Mm-hmm. 
so are we. <laughs> and so are we. But they're going to, I mean, even if it's not us, they're going to have to start looking at new talents eventually because yeah. everyone is going to get old. Everyone is getting COVID. Like, well, <laughs> I know that took a turn, but it's the realism of I mean, it. They have to start being more open-minded or their industry that they have worked so hard to build yeah. won't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the one good thing about Buffalo right now is I think we have the new studio coming in. Mm. I'm so excited. We have that getting built. So that's going to add more jobs. They're going to be hopefully able to, it'll be up on time. Hopefully, and we'll be able to apply for it. And maybe get our foot in the door that way. Because again, it's literally just getting your foot in the door. It's mm-hmm. just the being in the right place at the right time, with doing the, the right thing with the right people. With the right people. I had a conversation with one of my clients the other day where I was like, I remember when I like was first in community theater and everything that I was like, I always told my mom and like my grandma and aunt like, oh, I, I would do anything to get like my foot in the door. Like I would sweep and mop the stage. And then I was like, and then I went to college and realized that like, it's going to be just as hard to like sweep and mop the stage to get in the door. They're like, oh, you don't have a master's degree. In sweeping and mopping, you <laughs> right. can't do You here. can't work here. Get right. out of our theater. Right? Don't even look at the proscenium. For real. I was <laughs> like, I, I will. <laughs> don't even look at the proscenium. Avert your eyes. <laughs> but for real, I was like, the everything that is behind these fields pause for a second you have two glasses and you went to reach for the one closest to me but you kind of like reached almost around it and i was like are we doing a seance are we holding our hands like is this happening live no i remember that time we heard a woman get brought back from the dead on a christian radio station yeah we know we know Remember that time I thought you guys were having a seance and I got really mad. And it wasn't even us. It was Jenny's TV. <laughs> yeah, no. Woke up at like, what, three o'clock in the morning and heard talking and they had been joking about having a seance. And so when I heard voices, I was like, well, mother effers are having a seance. So my heart rate, like, skyrocket, like, skyrocketed. I was so mad. Skyrocked. <laughs> I almost said skyrotted. Skyrotted, same. I'm rotting from the sky as well. But I, like... <laughs> Don't look at me like that. It's it's true and you know it. I, like, walked out from my bedroom and came out and was like, well, Stop looking nobody's, nobody's doing anything. And then I stopped by Jenny's door and I, like, got on the floor and was, like, listening. And I was like... <laughs> Because I, I couldn't fully hear it, so I was like, I got by the cat door. She's just crawling around on the floor the whole way. And yeah, and then I was like, okay, I think it's Jenny's TV. And yeah. So then it took me like 45 minutes to slow my heart rate back down to a point where I wasn't angry. What would you have done if we were just out there with like a Ouija board with candles lit and like spirits talking to us? I don't even know find out tonight okay <laughs> no but um oh, did you ask your out. mom no i told you i forgot um but no let's just let's just put it this way when i found out that roy had been lying to me about smoking i broke a tv fair fair but that tv's not mine <laughs> <laughs> Storms into my room and breaks my TV. That TV, <laughs> that TV was, was mine. <laughs> See, no, but like I had gone, I 
from the garage into my room. So it's not like I was like in that location and just yeah. threw the TV. Threw, threw, threw the, TV. the full TV. It was a 55 inch full screen TV. No. Threw it. It was like a 32 inch and I threw I a DVD my... case at the wall and it missed the wall and hit the TV instead. <laughs> yeah, it was a great time. It was a great time. It was great. What were you saying before we... No, that was it. Oh, oh that she was crawling around on the floor yeah. listening to the oh. cat door. I, I finished. Okay. I finished that story. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, see, you just mentioned the 55 inch TV. Sorry, I had to burp and then it wouldn't come out. Do um, you be burped? Maybe. <laughs> um, but it made me angry. Why? Because I missed my 55 inch TV. Where did it go? Does who must not be named have it? Yeah. Ugh. My ex-girlfriend took it. <laughs> She's listening to this being like, they hate me. Listen. I mean, no. But Okay, no. So, I was dating this woman. <laughs> I know, I'm, tell, I'm telling the story because I'm still uh, upset about it. I was dating this woman and I put this TV on. The, at the time, it was a credit card that I would use and I would pay my dad back. <laughs> I put this TV on the credit card. I paid my dad back in full because Amanda never gave money for the TV. When we broke up, I sent a text message that said, um, I don't know what you're doing with the TV, but I'm, you know, I'm going to take it. And she was like, no, I'm keeping the TV. And I was like, okay. Why? Because I was so like still in a mindset about I would do anything for you and she knew that I guarantee you she knew that because that's how she got me to keep paying rent after I no longer lived there that blows my mind like I still paid my part of the rent even though I wasn't living there I should never have let her keep those cats do you think they're still alive? I don't think she still has them (gasps) I don't know that's so sad oh my god that comes off what comes off yeah (sighs) Sorry, I was playing your with oh your TV. Oh my god, my mind was just blown. Yeah, no. But she took my freaking TV, and I'm really upset about it. Yeah. It's a for a bad. I should just send her a text message. Hey, long time no talk, and then we don't have to talk after this. I want my TV back. I want my TV back, please. <laughs> I want my TV back. If you're listening TV to this, back. Drew uh, would like th- their TV back. Yeah. Amanda, if you're listening to this, I want my TV back. Yeah, no, Roy took the TV that we, I mean, we split that was it. broken? No, we, we bought it. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> like, oh, that was a choice. No, we got like a 55-inch, I think, uh, TV to replace the one that was broken. Because um, So what happened was the one that I broke was hanging on my bedroom wall. Um, the one that was on my bedroom wall, it was in the living room. And so when I broke the one in the bedroom, we put that one in the bedroom and we got a bigger TV to put in the living room um and then when like jackie and dalton moved in she had like a 70 inch tv or something like just barely fit up there so we put that one up there and we put the one that i paid for most of i think it was like a 300 dollar tv so i paid for like 200 dollars of it and he paid for like 100 of it but yeah he took that when he left right 
I hate everybody. But <laughs> to you be genuinely f- do though. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a fact. We talked about this. The other day. <laughs> yeah, that ran through my mind the other day. I was like, wow, maybe I do hate everybody. Because after you looked at me and you were like, you really do hate everybody. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> that should phase me more. But it doesn't. I love everybody as much as I can. But that's not a lot. <laughs> but I'm doing my best. And that's all we could ask. Um, oh, wow, that didn't take very long. Blood's burning. Sh- okay. I'm going to hold it now. <laughs> No, there there was a point where he was gonna take the the cats because oh, yeah. as soon as we broke up, I was like, I literally don't even care what you take. Uh, furniture wise, I was gonna let him take the furniture that my parents bought me. I would have let him take the bedroom set that was like my aunt's. Why? Because I was that determined to keep the dog. I was like, I just want Bailey. Like that was all I cared about. I was like, she's like my everything I you can't have her and he was like I don't want anything but I want the cats and initially I said okay but then I was like you're living in your van you don't know where you're gonna live you have a shit job that's like not gonna pay for rent like I can at least guarantee these cats will always be fed Mm -hmm. and have a roof over their head and everything and so I was like, uh, yeah, no, decided you can't have the cats. He was like, why? And I was like, points A, B, C, D. And then I was like, plus here's a picture of Bailey, Simba, and Nala snuggling. You want to tear them apart? Break their hearts? Mm-hmm. No, not going to happen. Breakups are the worst. And well, Especially with animals, because it's like, yeah. it's almost like having children. Oh, exactly. Well, and that was the thing is like, when I went to go get... Um, Athena and you—you you were there. Were you? Yeah, there? yeah. I literally held Athena. That's right. She was covered in fleas. The apartment was just covered in like cat feces, and the litter really boxes bad. were dirty. The whole apartment was a mess. I still feel really bad about breaking your Disney plates. Oh my god, no, that wasn't even your fault. That was hers. I know, but she the, put I had wet dishes in a paper box <laughs> i had it in my hands and i made it down your stairs and it wasn't until i took one step out of the door that the box said no and everything inside just hit the ground and shattered and then you were like my disney plate and i was like no <laughs> right it wasn't it's like it's not even necessarily that it happened it was the reaction that made it worse it's like um when it's okay i think i got them at like the christmas tree store uh, but still yeah. My Disney literally that was the first thing you said and i was like i already feel bad enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sorry because that's like um and my aunt's old apartment she had this like built-in oh, shelving sorry. unit in her living room and there was like the first level was like books and it had those like little magic eye books that you like you know put it close to your face and then pull it away and you're supposed to see like a picture okay you just discovered those didn't you yeah yeah um so she had like those books and then this like the very next level were these little figurines called hummels okay oh your mom's got a whole cabinet of them yes okay they're little like ugly gnome-ish looking creatures like they're not cute i don't think they're cute cute. um maybe it's because i was traumatized by them but um 
So Sitting. I, <laughs> I went to go pull out the one book that sat like the shelf above it sat on it because it was like perfectly spaced out. So I went to pull out the magic eye book. And every time I, I would go over there, my aunt would be like, careful with the Hummels. Careful. Don't knock over the Hummels. Be careful. You know, if you need to take something off the shelf, be careful of the Hummels. And I went to go take the book off and the shelf fell and I'm just sitting there holding it. None of them fell. But I just sat there frozen and I was like, the Hummels. The Hummels. The Hummels. And so my aunt was like, oh my God, are you, like, my aunt was like, are you okay? Your aunt was like, the Hummels. <laughs> she, at that point, she was like, things are replaceable, you are not, are you okay? And I was like, the Hummels. <laughs> like, just pure traumatized by I freaking Hummels. What'd you say? I am a Hummel. <laughs> The Hummels. The Hummels. Uh, sheer panic. So now, like, the fact that my mom has I'm them. I'm just going to run around the house and be like, the Hummels. <laughs> I'm going to drop something next and be like, the Hummels. <laughs> and then you need to run over. Oh, they're like, just going to be like, rocking back in the porch. But then you need to run over and be like, my Disney plate. <laughs> really make it full circle. Yes. Oh, God. Now I feel so bad. I felt bad that you felt bad. I felt terrible. I could see it in your eyes. You like looked like you wanted to cry. Yeah, you literally came up and was like, my Disney plates. I'm not. I'm fine, I guess. <laughs> you were standing there with a box. With an empty box. <laughs> with an empty box. Just like unable to move. Just staring at the box. <laughs> because it was all on the ground. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, poor Glenn was um, quite literally in the in middle. middle. In quite the middle. Quite literally in the middle. Literally in the middle of like my Like physically breakout. in the middle on the couch. <laughs> like, we're, we're, I went to your mom's and we were just like hanging out when I got a text message saying she was yes. going to be out. Yes. And um, so I was like, I said, are you going to be out? I want to see like what you've packed. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to be at the store or whatever. So Glenn and I went to the apartment. And uh, while we were there, we would have been there maybe five minutes, maybe. And that's probably pushing it. And um, apparently she came home once, saw my car, got so angry. She called her sister, left, came back. We were still there. And then she marched upstairs ready to yell at me. And poor Glenn. Uh, <laughs> I just, re- I, she opened the door. She was like, what the f*** are you doing here? And then I, like, slowly peeked my head around, like, the wall. And then her whole demeanor kind of broke. And she was like, hi, Glenn. <laughs> I was like, hi. <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> I felt so bad. And I was like, well, we're now that we're here. <laughs> I felt, so he was very <coughs> literally in the middle of my breakup and involved. I'm pretty sure. I think we talked about this, that she was convinced that. I was going to leave her for you at one point. Yep. And look at look at us now, living in the same house, but not together. We've been married since 2017. Accurate. But same, though. I don't have a ring. We're married. <laughs> you can have this one. It fits. Oh, my God. I have Rings a... freak me out. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole hand. You guys can't see, but his whole hand just gains. <laughs> like, his whole hand. The way he's holding it looks like it weighs about 90 pounds. 
They freak. <laughs> Rings freak me out because I it's it's it makes me feel like I'm being enclosed. Guess how nail polish makes me feel. It's just. Can you get it? <laughs> You're grabbing the wrong finger. <laughs> I tried so hard. I tried so hard. It was the, um, what kind of thing was it? The silicone ones? No. It was the one that was, like, supposed to ward off evil spirits. Yes, the one that broke out of No, but there was one before that, and it was turning your finger green or something. I had to wear a ring in, um, at home at the zoo, and it was turning my finger green. And they had to paint it with clear nail polish. Mm -hmm. I would always take it off right after every, like, every time that I could, it would come off. Uh. <laughs> I hate it. I've been to the zoo. I don't know if I just feel like I don't know. That's how I feel with nail polish. I literally will walk around until all my nail polish is off, and I'm like, I just crab hands constantly because I don't know what else to do. Because I'm like, they're suffocating. They can't breathe. They need air. <laughs> <laughs> they need air. <laughs> it's I literally. It's the only time I've I paint my nails or painted my nails was for weddings. But now that I refuse to wear dresses, although I did tell Lindsay I would wear a dress the next time she gets married. That's fun. How I do you her, feel about that? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> not great, but I said Not it. great, but I did promise her. So we'll see where I'm at. Can I just say, I really like that you told me that I'm not going to be involved in your wedding. <clears throat> Drew told me that no. I wasn't going to be involved in her wedding. Why? Because I because hate weddings. Because he hates weddings. <laughs> and I was like, I don't need you sitting there. I still want my hour, though. Staring at me with just this absolute disdain for my wedding. You're going to have to get over it because you're like, you two are my only friends. So Can I be a maid of honor, though? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that was already going to happen. I was going to be your maid of honor? Yeah. No, I wasn't. You're the maid of dishonor. That was rude. You hate weddings. I do hate weddings. <laughs> I do. There's just no point. <laughs> but I did. I told him he could have a whole hour at my wedding where he could perform so it would be all the attention on him. It's just going to be me standing in a spotlight for a full hour. Nothing else. <laughs> But what he doesn't realize is that this is after the wedding has ended and everyone has left. No, you made a promise. I never said people would be there. Yes, you did. No. Yeah, you said you would make an announcement that the next hour is Glenn's. So I'm assuming you're making an announcement to somebody. I could just make a general announcement. No one has to be there. That's rude. I told him that he wasn't invited, but I did expect him to come and crash the wedding because I know that he would feel left out even though he hates weddings. Accurate. So he would show up anyway. But he's not allowed to be in my wedding. No. I would gracefully bow out. (laughs) You don't have a choice at mine. (laughs) I will gracefully bow out. What if I'm not here? Ooh. We all know that you would still be here. Accurate. <laughs> I'm just like giggling in the background. <laughs> just like that. That's how you told us you would laugh in the hallway. Mm-hmm. 
Oh man, I have a wedding coming up and I am not at all prepared. I need to write a speech. Yeah, isn't that the one that you're... Yeah. What are you? His best maid. Okay. It's like man of... Maid, man? Man of honor. Man, man man-made. Man-made. I'm a man-made. Can I be the man-made? Sure. (laughs) Can you You can call it whatever you want. You just have to be there and look happy. Can you please make an announcement? That's a stretch. Look pleasant. I can't already. That's a normal thing that I cannot do. Can there be pamphlets that says man-made Glenn Hillman? Yep. You were man-made. <laughs> I just shimmied. You did, and it was beautiful. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I am the maid, or fuck, what did I You're say? You're the man-maid. I'm best maid. Best maid. Thank you. <laughs> and I have to start thinking about what I want my speech to be because it's coming up really fast, and now I'm nervous because I've never had to make a. Sp- I don't do speeches well. I don't talk well in front of people. Write a script. Oh, God, don't tell me to do that, because I also have terrible stage fright. It's a miracle that I was ever able to be on stage at all, ever. <laughs> I, ch- I chose a hell of a career. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me sad that the only show that the three of us were in together was Beast. Was Beast. Yeah, and I was just in that, like, as a crapshoot, because I, I wasn't a student. Be wrong. It was technically two separate shows. Right, but the time, lost time thing. Lost time. Yeah. Because you were in Time Flies, and that was in the elliptical. Ellip- the elliptical that was written by John. Mm-hmm. Yes. What oh, happened? There's a train. Oh, you didn't hear it. The train was like toot toot. toot. Yeah. Is there a train around here? Yeah. Yeah. I listened over to by uh, Walmart, like on Sheridan and stuff. Yeah, oh, by the Tim Hortons. Yeah. It comes all the way over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where? I, it's going. It right hardly now. ever comes by, and then there's the one on River Road. Yeah. Okay, you're um, saying that... I listen to this train almost every night around, like, or morning, I guess, around, like, two or three. Mm-hmm. And I it makes me happy because I could hear a train in the distance from my bedroom upstairs at my old house. So when I hear it and I'm sleeping, I am immediately in my old bed, in my old bedroom, and then I'm, like, I can, in my head, see out that window, and it's the field, but it's, like, covered in snow. Aww. And with that... Uh... Peace out in Babylon.